and welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. Happy Valentine's week. I hope you're doing something fun to celebrate with your family or with your loved one. And uh, yeah, I cannot believe we're already halfway through February. Seriously blows my mind. So yes, this is Extraordinary Moms, but today we're having an extraordinary kid on. My son Parker is going to join me today on the podcast because I wanted to take some time to allow him to reflect upon this past year. It's been almost a year of being locked down in quarantine due to COVID, and it has greatly affected him in his schooling, in his social life, mental health, all of the things. And I'm sure your kids are facing a lot of the same challenges and maybe can relate to some of what Parker's saying. So this would be a great episode to listen to on your own or with your kids. Parker is 10 years old um, and turns 11 in uh, a week and a half. So just for frame of reference, he's in fifth grade. And let's just go ahead and welcome Parker. Hi, Parker. Hello. How's it going? Good. Do you like being on the podcast? Uh, yeah. Do you think that your mom having an established podcast of five years with almost three million downloads. Do you think that like ups my street cred? Sure. Do you think I'm like kind of impressive? I mean, my teacher thinks you're impressive. <laughs> no, but what do you think? Well, I think. If, if your teacher thinks I'm impressive, does that make it seem more impressive to you than me just saying like I'm impressive? Yes. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Parker is an awesome, awesome kid. Parker loves soccer. He is competitive. He is a great student. He's social. He's friendly. This past year has really disrupted a lot of the normalcy of his life and everything like that. And there have been some good things to come out of it and some tough things. So I'm excited to kind of Pick your brain, Parker, about how this last year has felt for you, things that have worked well to help you get through, things that continue to be a struggle, and hopefully some kids and some families can relate to you. Sorry to interrupt, but before we jump in to hearing from Parker, I wanted to thank a show sponsor, and that is Anna Luisa. Anna Luisa is an amazing jewelry company. They are carbon neutral. They offset 100% of carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials, all the way to the disposal of their pieces. They make everything in limited batches. They have fair prices for their jewelry, starting at just $39. There's no luxury markup. And you guys, you're going to be blown away by the beauty of Anna Luisa jewelry. And while we're too close to Valentine's Day to get it in time for the actual holiday, this is a great way to tell your husband or loved one, hey, this is a piece I would love, and to look forward to that coming in the mail. They are having a Valentine's Day sale for 15% off all products, and I am personally awaiting a pair of earrings and two necklaces and could not be more excited to get those very, very soon. So go to analuisa.com slash EEPVD and check out all of their beautiful, beautiful pieces. Again, that's analuisa.com slash EEPVD. 
And in case you're driving and need me to spell that out, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash E-E-P-V-D to get 15% off all of their products. You are going to love AnnaLuisa.com's jewelry. They're dainty, they're beautiful, and there's something for everybody over there. So go to A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash E-E-P-V-D for 15% off all of their products. And of course, we'll also link at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com for you to link up exactly there. Can't wait to see what you pick for the person you love or for yourself. (laughs) Now let's get to it with Parker. Parker, tell me about kind of your life right before quarantine started. Like, what did it look like? I don't even remember. (laughs) It's been a long time. Um, You went to public school? Yes. Five days a week? Uh Uh-huh. You did not wear a mask? Uh-uh. You played soccer? Uh-huh. Without a mask? Yes. You played games in California? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then on March 13th, we got word that school was going to shut down for three weeks. And what yes. did you think at that time? I was like, let's go a little break. Can't wait to be back, but like, I want this break. Yeah. And then like two weeks in, mom told me. Uh, we're gonna get a little longer off. I'm like, okay. And then, like, it kept coming more and more off. Yeah. And then once it, like, hit by summertime, we were just off for that two months. And so I was getting bored of it. Right. So, at first, you were looking forward to a little change, a little time off. But to learn that you weren't going to finish your school year... And you had a fantastic teacher mm-hmm. that we loved so, so much. But it just, it couldn't be the same you know, finishing out that school year from a distance and everything, and nobody knew what to expect. So how did it, do you remember how it felt? Like, as as you were bored, you weren't able to do playdates, soccer was canceled, you went from being, you know, confident, happy, social, laughing, all these things, to feeling kind of, how? Well, I don't know. I didn't, like, have much people to talk to besides my family, so that affected my social life a lot. And then I couldn't see, like, any of my friends at all. But we did do Zoom with my school, but that was, like, an hour a day. Mm-hmm. But that was it. And so you'd wake up in the morning and feel how? I don't know. It was just, like, nothing really to do. Yeah. You told me once, like, you would wake up on a Monday and be like, oh, man, another week. Like, how am I going to do another week? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, but that was, like, eight months ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. So once once it became really real that, like, you weren't going back and things weren't changing in the near yeah. future, you started kind of dreading. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What kinds of things helped you to kind of come around to the idea that, yeah, things are things are looking different now. School did not resume in person. It still hasn't. You are going to stay homeschooled this entire school year. So what helped you to adjust your mindset um, knowing that things weren't going to change for a while? Well, we went back to school, but like on Zoom. Right, so virtual school. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that, well, I can actually like see my friends, but like not in person. We could still see them. Yeah, what has your teacher done to help you feel connected and everything to other so, kids? So, in most Zooms, we do breakout rooms. So, we do, like, work on a project, and we get to just unmute and 
once we're finished, we can, like, just chat about really whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. And how has your teacher helped you to feel confident in your education? And and how have you handled, you know, learning new material and, and staying on top of, you know, turning in assignments and everything like this? These are a lot of new skills that you haven't had to use before. Even just typing your assignments has been a huge adjustment. Mm -hmm. How have you learned to handle all that well? So in class, our teacher has us write notes, and writing notes, she told us that when you write something down, you're, like, more likely to remember it, and I remember most of the things that we write in class, so it's, like, not that hard for me. Have other kids been struggling? Do kids talk about how they've experienced the, the shutdown? I mean, I really, no, I don't think, I mean, like, you could tell some people aren't as into the shutdown. Well, no one's really into it, but, like, <laughs> you could tell, like, they, like, aren't living their best life. How can you tell? I don't know, like, some people, some kids, like, fall asleep, and it's, like, it's not as fun as regular school, but, like, still, you don't have the excuse to, like, fall asleep. So, yeah, you can tell, like, the motivation's not there. Like, it might be in person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And for you, sports is a huge part of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So education's one part that's changed dramatically. And are you looking forward to going back to school whenever it's possible? Yes. Hopefully next year, sixth grade. Whoop, whoop. Can you hear me in sixth grade? And uh, so sports is a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. When... Things shut down and you couldn't do practices and then even when they open back up for practices you know it's a lot different and you're not able to play games in California even still like how has that impacted you physically and like when you know games would get canceled or you know you wouldn't be able to practice as much did you feel that like impacting like how well you were able to like handle your emotions and disappointment and things like that um it impacted me because I couldn't see any of my friends on my team or I couldn't actually play soccer at all Mm -hmm. so if I would have been able to I would have been able to see friends I would have been able I would have been able to get better at soccer and do a lot more things Mm -hmm. so what did you do that was helpful what did you start doing with dad and how did you help yourself during that time where you were missing that physical activity every day me dad and austin would go to the park or something and play an hour an hour and a half soccer and that just kept me playing soccer and it was fun yeah and then also you've started new routines of running and working out in the garage gym Mm -hmm. and things like that and what has that done for you well, I'm getting a lot stronger, and it's just, like, a good way to use my morning. So then, like, I've already done a lot of physical activity in the morning. Because having a lack of physical activity and and just doing the things that make you happy, like playing soccer for you and whatnot, like, that really impacts your ability to stay calm and think through things and feel happy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel that. I think we all feel that in different ways. Yeah, that's hard. 
All right, I want to thank a show sponsor, and that is Literati. Great children's books open up a world of discovery for kids. And with Literati Kids, your child can explore uncharted places every month with spellbinding stories hand-picked by experts. This is a fantastic subscription book club because each month when they deliver five vibrantly illustrated children's books, they bring the magic of reading to your home and introduce new authors and new stories that your kid may never have known about before. So Parker just got a book box. And how did you feel getting that really exciting book box on your door? It was super cool. I opened it and there was a magic book. And the magic book just contains like household items that you probably would have like pennies, coins. You could put it to use right away, right? Yeah. That's awesome. And then there were some other chapter books by authors you'd never read before, right? Yeah. So it's a great way to get to know new stories and to try out books you normally wouldn't. And you know this is high quality literature because Literati is really thoughtful about the books they put in there. From art and adventure to tales of compassion, each Literati box follows a new enriching theme personalized extras as well like stickers surprises and special guest artwork parker's name was all over that box and he thought that was super cool head to literati.com slash emoms for 25 percent off your first two orders select your child's book club and start them on their literary journey like no other literati.com slash emoms is the only place to find 25% off your first two orders of this one-of-a-kind book subscription, the most joyful way to foster a lifelong love of learning. That's literati.com slash emoms. Now let's get back to my conversation with Parker. So has there been anything that anybody has done, including dad or I, to help quarantine not be quite as bad? Is, has there been any good things that have come out of it or things that we've implemented in our family that you think have been helpful? Well, mom and dad, they try their best to, like, have me do as much as I can. And I really like that because they, like, have me try new things. Like, a like lot what? Of, like cooking, going to more, even more practices. So just trying to fill your extra time with good things instead of just yeah. sitting around or being bored or being mad at the situation Mm -hmm. yeah has there been anything that you wish we had done differently or things that we've said or done like I know that sometimes I'll say like if you start to get mad I say like chill out and that's not something that you like to hear from me huh Mm -hmm. yeah because if we're feeling upset having somebody else tell you to calm down about it doesn't doesn't solve anything it doesn't help right and so that's Mm -hmm. been something that I have tried to be a little bit more careful of, of not saying, but to acknowledge the feelings that you're feeling. Going forward, how do you think we can make the most of still, you know, having restrictions and still in California, we're still pretty quarantined. Um, how, how can you make the most of your days? What does that look like for a fifth grader? Um, spending time with your family is really important, mm-hmm. and especially with your brothers. How have you handled the extra time with your brothers? Has that been a good thing, a hard thing? How's that been? I mean, it depends. Yesterday, me and Jackson were drawing a lot. Uh That was really fun. That's great. And that's not something you probably normally would have had time for, huh? Because it was in like 12 at 12. Yeah. So looking at the opportunities for 
extra time that you have to try new things and to to connect with your family members where you wouldn't normally have that time. That's awesome. Good. Well, I'm really proud of you. I could really see that at the beginning of the pandemic as we were all adjusting to the new way and new challenges, it wasn't easy for any of us. And we were all just figuring it out. We've never done it before. And sometimes, you know, there were things we appreciated about it that we enjoyed. And then there were things that were really, really crummy. But I have really been impressed by your maturity as you've handled these new things and new challenges. And it just shows me throughout your life, there's always going to be challenges. And the things that you've learned during this year in 2020 will definitely help serve you as you face challenges in the future, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What's the, we were talking the other night about the most important life lesson that you think you've learned so far. And what's your most important life lesson, Parker? Um, to keep trying. To just keep trying to never give up, right? Even when things aren't going perfectly? Yeah. Awesome. Alrighty, Parker, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. You're welcome. I loved that chat with Parker, and I hope that part of your memory making with your kids and your family is recording videos or audio snippets or things like that. There's just something about hearing their thoughts in their own voice that is just so, so tender. And if you listened with your kids, I hope that they found some some camaraderie in what Parker was saying. And I think the thing to really remember is that over this past year, none of us had, had gone through anything like it. And so as we navigated it, we couldn't expect the same, I don't know, preparation or perfection maybe that we normally expect from ourselves from years of, of working towards, you know, developing schedules and, you know, communication and just having your norms. Everything was disrupted. And so our kids feel that as much as we do. And I loved chatting with Parker about not just acknowledging, you know, the actual logistical things that changed for him, but also how it impacted his mental space. And even just yesterday, I had to tell him that a tournament that he was going to be playing in for soccer out of state, because that's the only place we could play right now, has been postponed. And just seeing him, you know, working so hard and pre preparing for that tournament, being so excited for the, the outing and just having something on the calendar. We can all relate to that, right? And then the letdown with that's not happening in a month. It's going to be at least two months before that happens. Just seeing the drop in his face and the shoulders and everything. Oh, it just hits you again and again. And just when you think things are starting to get back a little bit to normal, then, you know, there's that disappointment. But I think modeling how to handle disappointment with and for our kids is just as helpful as, you know, modeling when things are going well and, and modeling appreciation and, and all of those things and working towards happiness and joy all the time. I'm so proud of how my kids have endured this time and what they've learned throughout this, the coping mechanisms they've developed, and really all of us have developed. Um, so if your kids are exhibiting, you know, tough behaviors or heightened emotions and things like that, you are certainly not alone. And we are definitely felt that in our home and continue to feel that as well. But acknowledging that oftentimes the outbursts they're having is not about you know, the thing that they're outbursting about. Usually there's something underneath it and it could be simply 
just the compounding effect of a sense of loss after this past year. But I'm very hopeful for 2021 that it will be a year of growth and expansion and just joy as we get to resume some activities that maybe have been restricted the past year. And hopefully we'll have a lot more appreciation for them and a lot more mindfulness of how we fill our calendar back up as well. It's one of the beautiful things I've seen during 2020 is having your calendar freed up and having a bunch of blank space and a bunch of margin again. It really allows you to be intentional about what you want to put back in those spots, right? And realizing you don't have to do it all. Some of the things that you thought were must do's or should do's maybe don't have as big of a role anymore. And that is okay. I love filling my life with things that bring me joy and add value for myself, for my kids, for us as a whole. But you don't have to fill every minute on the calendar in order to achieve that joy. Because sometimes it's as simple as making family dinner a priority, playing games together, carving out time for a family walk. Those types of things you may not put on the calendar but guaranteed, those are the things that you will remember and cherish forever. So thank you so much to Parker for being on the show today. If you like what you heard, continue following along. Usually I am talking to Extraordinary Moms. <laughs> if this is your first episode, I don't just usually talk to my kids. But I just think it's such a tender time. So to timestamp that with Parker it was really special. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Everything's linked at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com as well. So thanks for tuning into the podcast today. And we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.